You are now listening to The Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello, and welcome to The Griot Daily. It's Black Comedy Month, and I am a huge fan of comedy. And so you can look back through the archives and see our episode on Charlie Case, the man who invented stand-up comedy. But I want to tell you about some more Black history, the Black history of comedy. And that's why I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that'll tell you why all comedy is black. You know, we like to think of comedy as a worldwide phenomenon, but what we think of as comedy is really kind of something just like all forms of American music and art that was created by black people. Now, we've already gone over uh, Charlie Case in a previous episode, but just in case you missed that episode, Charlie Case invented stand-up comedy. Uh, You know, there were minstrels. There were people who would read humor essays. There were people who did comedy sketches during vaudeville. But Charlie Case was the first man to just stand up in front of the microphone without musical accompaniment and just talk and entertain audiences with stories or jokes. As a matter of fact, because of a nervous twitch, Charlie would kind of move his arm really fast whenever he delivered the crescendo of a joke and that became known as a case punch line or what we call now a punchline. Yeah, a black man invented a punchline. There were jokes that had points to them, but the idea of a punchline was also invented by Charlie Case. Like this isn't even a secret, it's just whitewashed out of history. But the American form of comedy is not just stand-up comedy, right? Because Like there were clowns, there were jesters in other cultures. You know, laughter is an emotion, not an invention. But the American form of comedy, even sketch comedy, right? It derived from, uh, there were plays, right? But if you look at Greek comedies, they were not funny. They didn't have the intention of making people laugh. The idea of sketch comedy kind of derived out of minstrelsy. You know, it goes back to many cultures. But what we thought of as improvisational comedy is based on the lineage of minstrelsy. And the minstrelsy originated when on plantations, slave owners and enslavers would entertain themselves on, especially on weekends and Saturday nights, by getting the enslaved people to perform. Those performances would really be hidden jokes aimed at the slave owners, but the slave owners didn't recognize them because, you know, how we do talk amongst each other right in the open. But minstrelsy evolved by white people who would paint their face black, including one of the most famous one, Thomas Rice, who created a character based on minstrel performances at plantation shows. And his character was, you know, Jim Crow. And that evolved into vaudeville, which evolved into what we now know as stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, improvisational comedy, and it all has roots in the plantation show. And not just that, right? So even after stand-up comedy became a popular genre, people would kind of do an old-school version of that set-up punchline thing that Chase was doing 100 years earlier. And stand-up comedians basically emulated that until it took a giant leap forward. How did it take a giant leap forward? Well, 
first of all, what minstrelsy did after people stopped using blackface, there was this thing called the Chitlin Circuit, right? Where black performers would perform for black audiences and people like Moms Mabley, Red Fox, they would entertain black audiences in our own languages and they started making what they call party records. Party records became popular and they were kind of obscene. They used profanity. So they would sell, like Red Fox sold, he had a platinum record that was like not even in most record stores. You had to kind of know somebody to know somebody to get it. And the Chitlin Circuit convened when, you know, segregation was outlawed and some of those black performers started playing white rooms, you know, in Vegas and sometimes do a version of the minstrel or the vaudeville performance that made them look like buffoon. And some of them infused their own personalities until black comedians were the most popular on the circuit. But they were still kind of tame. They couldn't do those party records on stage until one comedian, a man named Richard Pryor, began doing shows. And he was doing the same stuff, right? He wanted to be like Bill Cosby, you know, a clean comedian who was just like all of the other comedians. But he would be so nervous on stage. And he would be nervous because he was basically acting. He was basically doing a version of an actor because he grew up in the hard scrabble streets of Illinois. He wasn't that clean cut guy that you imagined. And he eventually had a nervous breakdown and quit doing comedy. One night, Richard Pryor was resuming his comedy career. He was in the room in Tennessee and there was blues musicians, there was party record people, and he just started being himself. Started using the N-word, started cussing. He started talking like he was on the Chitlin circuit and he never stopped. He evolved comedy. He started talking about not just how racism affected black people, but he started talking about how white people acted. He was doing an open version of what they were hiding in those plantation shows. And immediately, like, he became the biggest comedian in the world. And what you see now as stand-up comedy, where people are introspective, where people are talking about society using the language that relates to other people, where it doesn't sound like they're reciting a skit, Richard Pryor was the progenitor of that. That's black history. All comedy is black. Because not only did Richard Pryor do it, but on that Chitlin circuit, on those black stages during the Harlem Renaissance and during Fordville among black people, there were comedy troops that were so in demand that they had to split them up. They didn't even have time to rehearse. And so they would improvise. And that improvisational technique took off and it was a popular form of early, what we call sketch comedy. And so all of the stuff that you see, the Saturday Night Live stuff, the stand-up comedy, the introspection, the talking about one's life in plain language. Like, black people made that trend. Black people are the roots of American-style comedy. Not comedy worldwide, but as you see in other countries now, other countries, their popular comedians basically emulate what black comedians do. That American style, they'll call it just like, you know, pop music is just black music. American comedy is just black comedy with white people doing it. And that's why all comedy is black. That's why you got to listen to this podcast. You got to subscribe on every platform. You got to tell your friends about it. And that's why you got to download that Griot app, because like a lot of those films, those stand up specials that we're talking about, they're on the Griot and it's free. And that's also why we leave you with a black saying. And today's black saying is sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. 
And sometimes you just gotta laugh to keep from burning this old country down. We'll see you next time on the Grio Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download the Grio app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. You are now listening to the Grio's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. The 80s gave us unforgettable songs from Bob Marley, De La Soul, and Public Enemy. I'm a black man, and I can never be a veteran. Being Black, the 80s is a podcast docuseries hosted by me, Torre, looking at the most important issues of the 80s through the songs of the decade. A decade when crack kingpins controlled the streets, but lost their humanity. You couldn't be like no soft, smiling, happy-go-lucky drug dealer. You had to suppress that. It was a time when disco was part of gay liberation. It provided the information to counter narratives that were given to gay people by the straight world. This is the funkiest history class you'll ever take. Join me, Torre, for Being Black the 80s on the Grio Black Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts.